Assalamu alaikum everyone. Welcome back to Rise and Comfort Podcast. I'm Kelly and I'm super excited as I have my first guest on the podcast. And uh, this topic that we're going to dive into, inshallah, is all about uh, women in Islam. There's a misconception that Muslim women are oppressed and that they are harmed and they have no freedom. And a lot of this is relative to, you know, comparison to men. And so I have the pleasure to welcome Zaid Hadi Hassan, who is joining me today and who will touch on the topic of women in Islam. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi alaikum to all the audience or all the viewers. Uh, my name is Sayyid Hadi Hassan, and I'm originally from India, but I have a lot of international experience lived in different uh, parts of the world including uh, Africa and uh, the United States and for past seven years or eight years I'm in Calgary Welcome and I'm happy to join in this podcast. Alhamdulillah. Join you in this podcast. I'm happy we were able to get together. So I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about this topic of women in Islam because in my experience as, as a Muslim convert, you know, coming from a, a faith, Christianity and now into Islam, my parents had a lot of questions when they were talking to me about marriage and men, um, even questions around my husband today, asking me a lot about women and their rights and a lot of things, you know, being said out there. So let's talk about a little bit more about women's rights in Islam. Let's touch on equality. So before uh, delving into the topic, uh, let me just endorse this fact that yes. there are violations of women's rights among Muslims. Mm -hmm. Okay. Not only among Muslims, uh, it could be in fact pretty much cultural. Mm -hmm. So for example, my country of origin, India, if you go over there, uh, women have been abused mm -hmm. and they've been oppressed and suppressed uh, throughout history. There's mm -hmm. a long, long history of suppressing the women, even mm -hmm. to the extent that after the death of husband, women didn't have the right to exist. Yes. And that was considered a kind of uh, heroic uh, stance by women. Mm -hmm. They used to burn themselves along with men. So not necessarily Muslims, but even non-Muslims, Muslims, non-Muslims, non equally, they have oppressed women. And not only in Eastern world, but in Western world as well. Yes. In the history, you'll be surprised how badly women were treated. They were not even considered, in fact, a human being. They were considered commodity. Yes. Yes. And they were just considered a kind of uh, uh, object for pleasure mm -hmm. for men. Yes. So, uh, this topic that women are oppressed in Islam or not, in my understanding, this is not the right topic. Mm -hmm. Yes, we'll discuss uh, the rights of women in Islam, but we do endorse that women have been oppressed by a lot of people, a lot of cultures. Islam is totally different than Muslims. Mm -hmm. Muslims, whatever they do, not necessarily, they are inspired by their religion, in their actions, in their treatments. In majority of cases, unfortunately, uh, culture takes the precedence over the religion. Yes. And people mix religion with culture. And as they are brought up in certain cultures with certain mindsets, they think by default 
they have the right to oppress the women. And then they try to mix it somehow with Islam as well. And also, uh, a lot of men, uh, we have certain traditions, yes. uh, not necessarily in uh, the version of Islam, which we follow, uh, which has come to us through Ahlul Bayt Salam, Prophet Muhammad's uh, family. Uh, however, in other versions of Islam, we have certain traditions which uh, consider women kind of inferior. And a lot of those traditions uh, were introduced by men. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those men, they had some personal <coughs> grievances to their wives. And as they were upset, as they were irritated, yes. as they were mad at their wives, they came and delivered sermons against them or labeled them with certain uh, uh, kind of names and titles. So let me just mention a story. Uh, there, was a, there was an imam. He was uh, delivering the sermons. He was leading the community. And one day, in fact, he did have issues in his family life, in his marital life. He was not satisfied. Mm -hmm. So one day he was just about to leave the home for the mosque. There was a fight between him and his wife. So on his way, he changed, in fact, the whole sermon and went to mosque and talked against uh, women, and called them different names mm -hmm. and labeled them as inferior than men. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, uh, he asked those people who were present over there, do you agree with me? Of course, they would agree with him because uh, they liked him and they loved him and they listened to him for many, many years. Uh, and then at the end, he said, uh, those who agree with me, please stand up. So all the people stood except one person. Mm. And he asked the audience, you see, we all agree on this issue, that women are inferior than men, and they are so and so, except that one poor person. That person shouted, raised his hand and shouted, I could not stand because my wife broke my leg. Mm. So you see? I see where these traditions, where these narrations come from. From personal grievances or personal experiences. So they give it uh, somehow, they connect it somehow with religion. So they bring the religion in between. And that is one of the re reasons why religion is uh, considered as violating the women's rights. I see. So what I'm hearing is that a lot of the personal experiences get mixed up with what the Islamic principles and, and practices and values are. Yes. And therefore that gives the impression to people that women are harmed and that yes. women are below men in that. And that's not the case. And that's it, not the case. And that is not the case. And it's very interesting, um, and I would love to touch more on, on that as well. I know we're talking more about like women in Islam, but what can you tell us about how men should be treated? Just for those who maybe don't know the religion that well, those maybe Muslim sisters, or who are 
looking into this and diving into this this topic, what can you tell us about women and men and how men should be treating their women in Islam? I guess the practices. Uh, in fact, uh, from Islamic perspective, when we look uh, at women, women are literally like queens. Mm -hmm. When we look into Islam and Islamic teachings, how Islam uh, considers women, how Islam projects women, that is like queen. For example, uh, let me just mention this for our audience or for our viewers. Uh, there are three stages in the life of a woman. When she is a baby, child, when she becomes a wife, when she becomes a mother. These are three main stages. Mm -hmm. So for all three stages, Islam has said something. When a baby girl is born, Islam says, this is a rahmah, this is a blessing. This is a special grace of Almighty Allah in your life. Okay. And Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to say, Khayru awladikum al-banat. The best children of yours are the daughters. And he used to instruct his followers that when you go outside and you come to your home and purchase some gifts, you bring gifts for all your children, treat them equally. But when you start distributing gifts, share first with girls. Because they are more delicate, because they have stronger emotions, mm -hmm. they require more attention. Mm -hmm. So even to that extent, Prophet Muhammad has given us instructions. Right. So when they are girl, when they are born, when they are babies, when they are girl, they are a blessing for the whole family, entire uh, world, in fact. Yeah. Okay. And when they are married, then Islam says, uh, then Islam says, uh, after marriage, a man's faith becomes complete. Mm -hmm. A person's faith becomes, com becomes complete. When a, when so a this man woman is, a woman. yeah. So this woman is completing a man's faith. Mashallah. Okay. This is the dignity of women in Islam. Mm -hmm. And then in the third stage, and that is absolutely remarkable, when a woman becomes mother, then what we have in Islam. I don't think that could be imagined in any other ideology. Prophet Muhammad وسلم, has been reported of saying this sentence, When a woman becomes mother, the Jannah, the paradise of her children, lies underneath her feet. Wow. So again, it's, it's, it's such a beautiful thing because I think this is the, the things people overlook and don't see and don't fully understand. So if you were to, you know, tell like a mother, someone who's new, again, looking into Islam and, and the woman, a woman's, I don't, know, I don't know if role is the right word, but how would you, in, in short, describe like, what is it something that someone should look into when they, when they read about it? What is something they should focus on? Like, for example, you talked, you touched on culture and, and religion, how I, you know, we establish it can get intertwined. You know, focus, for example, would it be like, should we focus less on the culture and focus more on learning more about the religion and, and, and Quran? Of course, and, and that is the right way to deal with this situation. So inst uh, when we want to learn Islam, mm -hmm. we should uh, look into the teachings of Islam. 
Yes. Not at the Muslims. Yeah. Oh, yes. Muslims okay. could be, Muslims should be judged according to the teachings of Islam. Not Islam should be judged according to the behavior of Muslims. I like that, say, say that. It's, that's a great point that yeah. you're, you're bringing forward here. Can, can you actually repeat it once more? Because I, I believe everyone can benefit from hearing For example, Canadian values should be judging Canadian people. Not Canadian people should be low, and then their behaviors considered a judging point of Canadian values. Mm -hmm. In the same way, Muslims should be judged by the values and teachings of Islam. Not Islam should be judged by the demeanors or by the behaviors of Muslims. Yeah. For example, you mentioned the cultural uh, aspect. Mm -hmm. So let me just add to that. Uh, there are a lot of forced marriages yes. in Muslim cultures. Yes. So I'm using the word Muslim cultures because these forced marriages are driven by their cultures, not by their religion. Yeah. If you want to take your religion, who will you go to? Quran or Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or Ahlul Bayt alayhi wa right. Okay. So is there any verse in Quran which says that uh, women should be uh, forced to their marriages? No. No, no actually, no. That's one of there the are rights. many verses about mm -hmm. women. There is, in fact, a whole dedicated surah, which is called Surah Nisa. Nisa, yes, yeah, chapter yeah. 4, right? Yes, the chapter of women. Mm -hmm. And in this verse, Allah, and that surah, that chapter begins with a beautiful verse. Ya yuhan nas, inna khalaqnaakum min dhakarin wa ya yuhan nas, Ya O mankind, have fear, consciousness of your Lord, who has created you and your spouse from a single soul. Your creation and your spouse's creation, men and women's creation, that is from the same essence, from the single soul. So let alone of other aspects, even in your creation, the essence of your creation, you are equal. Mm -hmm. So when you are equal in the essence of your creation, in the rest of your life, you should be treated equally. equally. And uh, Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, when he wanted to marry his own daughter, Lady Fatima alayhi mm -hmm. with Imam Ali, if you ask any Muslim, any Muslim from any uh, country or from any sect or denomination, mm -hmm. who is the best woman who ever lived on this planet? Who is most exemplary woman for you in your eyes? All will shout one name, Fatima. Mm -hmm. Yes, and you ask who is the best person after Prophet Muhammad? Yes. Majority of Muslims will shout, according to Marius, Ali ibn Abi Talib. So Ali was the one who was asking the head of Fatima, the daughter of Prophet Muhammad, still Prophet Muhammad, even 1400 years ago, he didn't consent to this marriage on himself. He went to Lady Fatima and discussed with her. And when she approved, then Prophet Muhammad came back and consented to that marriage. Yes. This is a historical fact. No one denies that. Yes. But yeah. there are a lot of forced marriages, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. So they are not Islamic. They are Muslims' behaviors, not Islam's. Right. And, and that's, a, that's a good point. Because, um, you know, very much everything that you mentioned 
today, right now, in this moment. Again, you know, coming from a, a family who doesn't know anything about Islam, only learned or know of what is put on TV, a lot of it gets really confusing and harsh and it makes people's minds go a little bit crazy. My parents went a little yeah. bit crazy, you know, and I... It's understandable because there are a lot of, unfortunately, uh, misconceptions, misunderstandings and a lot of uh, reports. Yes. And um, the irony is, uh, the evil characters or behaviors, they find their way to social media or to print media more often than the exemplary behaviors. Sorry to interrupt you. No, no, I think this is a great point. Um, and I just wanted to bring it kind of all back together because everything you've mentioned today really closes in on the fact that it at the end of the day, it sounds like if you want to focus in and if you really want to learn and understand women in Islam or what Islam brings overall, like the beautifulness of what it has to offer for a woman and a man, especially when we talk about marriage, it's um, it's just, you you close it all in. It just it sounds uh, and like And generally, generally um, uh, this is a fact as well, that when you look overall at Muslim community, in majority of cases, I would say vast majority of cases, women enjoy their lives. Yes. They are not suppressed. Yes. Have you been married uh, with a Muslim? Yes. 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 A practicing Muslim? Yes. So do you think uh, you are being oppressed? No. <laughs> you are enjoying no. your life. Alhamdulillah, I'm enjoying my life. I have a great husband. And um, and I think that was the point, yeah, where yes. it, it's very sad because I did come from the experience of having to almost convince my parents and, and really have them, you know, and try to understand as much as they could without being fooled um, by all this other n nonsense, like you said, like evil that surrounds and it's just not saying the things that are actually truth. Yeah. And so, and, and you're right, the truth I think relies on Islam, not the Muslim cultures. And, and, and even Muslim in Muslim people. cultures, mm -hmm. Muslim women are in majority of cases happier, safer, and they have less uh, mental uh, difficulties or challenges in their lives because they are not forced to go and work. From Islamic perspective, women, in fact, they don't have any responsibilities other than uh, the physical relationship with their husband mm -hmm. uh, and some other related responsibilities. Yes. They are not responsible to go and uh, earn money. They are not responsible to take care of the children. They are not responsible to uh, share the mortgage. They are not responsible to uh, share the groceries. Right. They don't have any financial responsibilities. Mm -hmm. If they work, that is their choice. And no one can stop them if they want to work. Yes. And Allah says clearly, If your wife is working, whatever you earn, that is yours. And she shares what is yours. Mm -hmm. But what is hers, you don't have the authority to have it. If she gives out of her own free will, that would be her choice. Yes. And uh, this discussion is very detailed, I understand, uh, but we don't have much time. Yes. I assume. Yes. Uh, so if you like, I would love to conclude just by mentioning a beautiful hadith from yes, Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He used to say, uh, the best 
among you, O Muslim Ummah, the best among you is the one who is the best to his wife. Mm -hmm. And I am best to my family. Thank you for sharing that with us, Saint I think this this really concludes to you know what we started off with. Um, hopefully, eliminating the the fact that women don't have freedom because I am an example of a woman who's sitting here, and I feel like I have a lot of freedom, and I'm a married woman too. If, if and one more last point. Sorry to interrupt you. No, yes, uh, please. Those rumors which are spread here and there on media, on social media, uh, on YouTube against yeah. uh, women's rights in Islam. Let me just mention one point. If Islam was oppressive to women, then why majority of people who are embracing Islam, they are women? That's a, that's a great question and that's a really good point. And this is a fact. This is that majority fact. of people, it, it is established fact that Islam is the fastest growing religion. It is. Okay? Yes. And majority of those people who embrace Islam as their system of life, as their culture, mm -hmm. they are women. It's true. This is very true. This is a great way to conclude this episode. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you Sayyid Hadi Hassan for joining me today. Inshallah, maybe we can do it again and have Inshallah, Allah, we can continue even this topic. There are many ways to discuss this topic. Uh, women's role in Islamic history, women's role in Karbala. Uh, yes. Karbala nowadays we are commemorating uh, the sacrifices of Imam Hussain and Lady Zainab. So how Lady Zainab uh, has shaped Karbala, how Lady Zainab has protected Karbala. Uh, women who are mentioned in Islam, yes. their examples and the lessons, the morals that we can learn and we can share with the world. Uh, from Quranic women, from Islamic women, uh, and their contributions to human society, to Islam. So there are a lot of topics we can continue with. Yes, and dissect and, and dive into. And I think that would be awesome. Inshallah, we can, we can do it again. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others by posting it on social media or leaving a rating and or review. To catch all the latest from me, you can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. You can also follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Rising Convert. I'll see you next time. Thanks again. Assalamu alaikum.